Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Tuesday, June 28th. More women traveling to California for abortions. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. The San Diego Humane Society says it's limiting intakes at some shelters following an uptick in canine pneumovirus cases. The affected shelters include San Diego, El Cajon, Escondido, and Oceanside. The Humane Society's chief medical officer, Dr. Zara Hedge, says symptoms of canine pneumovirus include minor cold-like symptoms, though a small number of dogs develop pneumonia. San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria on Monday pulled back a proposed settlement of the 101 Ash Street debacle just before the city council was scheduled to vote on it. Gloria made the move to allow for more public review of the plan to settle disputed leases of the controversial downtown property. The settlement proposal called for the city to buy out the leases for $132 million and assume ownership of the property. The council is expected to discuss proposed settlement again in about a month. Parts of San Diego County will see some hot summer weather today. A heat advisory is in effect for the San Diego County Valleys through 8 p.m. tonight. That includes San Marcos, La Mesa, Santee, Poway, also Escondido, and El Cajon. Temperatures are expected to spike as high as 102. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. The Supreme Court decision overturning the constitutional right to an abortion continues to reverberate across the nation. Now, health care providers are expecting an influx of people from states where abortion is banned to come to California for the procedures. Dr. Tony Marengo, chief medical officer from Planned Parenthood of the Pacific Southwest, spoke with KPBS Midday Edition's Jade Heineman about the impacts. Though this decision announced Friday was surprising, it was not completely out of the blue. A draft of the decision was leaked in May. Did that leak help Planned Parenthood to prepare for Friday's news? Yes, I think it did. Although, you know, we had the leak and we had time to prepare. Let's keep in mind, we've actually been preparing for months and I'll dare say years for this possibility of happening. I think the leak draft, what really helped us prepare emotionally more than anything, because I think, quite honestly, operationally, we have already been planning to expand abortion services. There are a lot of misconceptions about why women seek abortions. Can you talk about the circumstances under which most women have abortions? The decision is really between a patient and their healthcare provider. There are many reasons people with uteruses seek abortion. And what's acceptable for one person may not be acceptable for another. That being said, I have the privilege of being in the room with many patients when they do seek care. And it really ranges from 
you know, I'm unable to care for the other children I have right now. As we know, many patients who come seeking abortion are already mothers to I'm not able to become a parent right now because I'm in school and I'm trying to improve, you know, my life and get a career and be able to provide for a family one day. And then we have patients who unfortunately have fetuses affected with fetal anomalies and they desperately want that child, but are unable to continue the pregnancy because it might be life-threatening to them, or frankly, might just be a devastating outcome to their fetus if that that fetus was born. So it's very nuanced. It's not black and white. And when we legislate it, I think politicians and the general public sometimes miss the nuance and it, it just cannot be legislated. It is healthcare. It's hard to predict the future, but how are you expecting Planned Parenthood clinics in San Diego, Imperial, and Riverside counties will be impacted by the Dobbs decision? I think it was um, not surprising that we had a bump on Friday of patients. Because Arizona is our border state, we knew we would see an increase. But I can tell you, we had a 100% week-over-week increase in number of abortions booked at our affiliate. So from the Friday before the SCOTUS decision to the day of the official SCOTUS decision on Friday, we had 100% more abortions booked across our affiliate. Not all patients from Arizona, but I think it was really a wake-up call. And I think patients in Arizona in particular weren't really sure what they were going to do. You know, what are your immediate concerns for women carrying either unwanted pregnancies or pregnancies that aren't viable uh, in states right now that have banned abortions? For patients out of state who can't access abortion when they need it or want it, I'm very concerned about, number one, forced continuation of pregnancy, because pregnancy is also not a benign condition. There, You know, it's far more dangerous, actually, to carry a pregnancy to term and deliver that fetus than to actually have an abortion. So I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, maternal mortality is quite high, especially in states. I think the highest maternal mortality is in Mississippi, which has some of the strictest abortion laws. Number two, the thing I worry about is is patients, of course, self-managing their own abortion. We know this can be done safely, but it's the safest when it is under the care and guidance of a trained healthcare professional. That was Dr. Tony Marengo, Chief Medical Officer from Planned Parenthood of the Pacific Southwest. Speaking with Midday Editions, Jade Heineman. Protests of the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade continued yesterday in San Diego County. The latest was held at the Santee Trolley Station. KPBS's reporter Alexander Wynn was there and brings us this story. The protest was organized by Rise Up for Abortion, a grassroots organization of young people fighting for reproductive rights. Gabriela Enzevi is a 16-year-old Santana High School student. She's here because she says this is a human rights issue. We have human rights and we are human at the end of the day and we should be treated as such. Early in the day, local lawmakers gather at the county administration building to urge for the passage of Senate Constitution Amendment 10 which will codify abortion rights into California's constitution. The amendment was passed by the Assembly Monday. It will go in front of voters this November. Alexander Nguyen, KPBS News. Coming up, the cause of a Navy SEAL candidate's death in February is disclosed. We'll have that story and more next, just after the break. 
Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. military autopsy reveals a Navy SEAL candidate died of pneumonia during basic training in February. KPBS military reporter Steve Walsh says his mother believes his death after finishing Hell Week on Coronado Island was avoidable. A warning, some of the details in this story are disturbing. The autopsy says Kyle Mullins spit up enough blood to fill a 36-ounce sports drink bottle before he was finally rushed to the hospital in early February. Regina Mullen is his mother. You all knew that my son was compromised. The medical team, the instructors, the lieutenant, the commander had to have known. They were all seeing the guy spitting up blood. You, you sent him to the barracks, sent the medical team home, and you let him die. The SEALs say the Navy will not comment on an ongoing investigation into Mullen's death. A separate Navy criminal investigation is also underway. Steve Walsh, KPBS News. San Dieguito Union High School District will now face a lawsuit over the firing of its superintendent. Dr. Cheryl James Ward was fired Sunday, two months after being put on administrative leave because of comments she made about Asian American families. KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez has been following this story. Ward's attorney, Josh Gruenberg, put out a written statement on Monday that said, quote, Dr. Ward intends to move forward with the filing of her lawsuit, and I look forward to questioning the board about its decision to terminate when there was no cause to do so. That should be fun, he wrote. KPBS reached out to the San Diego School Board for comment. Board Vice President Michael Allman said that given this is a personnel matter, no further information or comment will be provided at this time. Tina Douglas, the interim superintendent, has agreed to stay on until the end of the next school year in June 2023, with hopes the board will name a permanent replacement by the fall of next year. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. Democratic state lawmakers and California's governor have reached a budget agreement that includes billions of dollars in rebates to help residents offset the high cost of gasoline. Cap Radio's Nicole Nixon has the details. Rebates will be in three income-based tiers. Depending on how much a person or family earns, they could be eligible for up to $1,050. The money will go to individuals who make less than a quarter of a million dollars a year or joint filers who earn less than half a million. Governor Gavin Newsom originally wanted to send money to car owners and temporarily make public transit free, but lawmakers insisted on making the rebates income-based. Republicans have blasted Democratic leaders for not acting sooner. Newsom first proposed a rebate in March. 
The proposal still needs to be approved, and it could be months before the funds hit Californians' bank accounts or mailboxes. In Sacramento, I'm Nicole Nixon. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening, and have a wonderful day. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.